Welcome to Geek and Country's D20 Date Night Discussions, where we take our kids' favorite movies and look at them through the lens of Dungeons & Dragons. If you've ever looked for a new way to enjoy your kids' favorite movies while watching them for the zillionth time, then come along with us as we do an in-depth discussion of the characters and plots of these beloved movies as if they were a D&D adventure. Welcome to a, another night of D20 Date Night Discussions. Let's see what we're going to discuss tonight. I've got my D12 here. And it is a three, so... Oh, The Princess and the Frog. The Princess and the Frog. Yay. That's going to be fun, because, you know, all the magic swirling around there, but everybody... Well, not really at all. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of magic, except for the people who are the main characters. <laughs> the protagonists. Yeah, yeah. So that's all right, you know. That's the whole point, right? How do we find something new and exciting in a children's movie we've seen? Over oh. and over. Yeah. And over again. Aren't you uh, proud of me, though? I said the princess and the frog instead of just Prince Frog. Yeah, well, <laughs> this isn't the uh, the four-year-old hour. Because <laughs> if so, nobody would have any idea what shows we were actually talking about. <laughs> Want to watch Punzel and the Princess Frog? Okay. <laughs> That's what I want to watch. And Elsa. Yeah. Now it's which Elsa? Mm-hmm. All right, so should we lead off with, I guess, the main yeah, let's do the princess main... and the princess and the frog? Yeah, the princess who's not a princess until the end. Oh, well, Spoiler alert. <laughs> very common for Disney movies. That's true. Cinderella's not a princess until the end. That is true. Okay, maybe that's it. <laughs> so, is Snow White a princess? Yes. Yeah, the oh. evil queen is her stepmother. So, yes, she's a princess. Uh, yep. So, um... Okay, so there's like two. So. so now the new, nef- new definition of common is <laughs> two <laughs> out of what, 15? No, 12. Mm. I mean, if we really want to break it down, Aladdin isn't about a princess at all. She's in it, but the movie's about the guy. Right. Yeah. So, hey, y'all, you should be happy. You, y'all got a movie. I don't care. <laughs> the, the boy's got a movie. Yay. No, don't even care a little bit. All right, so Tiana. Tiana. So Tiana is, we, we don't know what Tiana is. I mean, really. we uh, Let's see. Tiana has no magical powers. So that knocks out, you know, all of them. <laughs> uh, Tiana isn't, like, really, like, a fighter or anything. I mean, she doesn't, like, run in and wail. And, in fact, you could even make an argument where she's kind of pushed down and shoved around and walked all over. That's not a fighter. At least or, until the very end. Not until the very, very end, but it's at the very end and... Yeah, she solves most of her problems with thinking mm-hmm. versus fighting skills. So she's she is she's very focused. You know, they talk yeah. about at the very beginning where all of her friends are like, "Hey, let's go out," and she's like, "Oh no, no, I'm almost almost got the money for my restaurant." And they're like, "Yeah, you never come." She was never going to go with us, so she's very focused, right? She's, yeah, definitely all she does, very goal oriented. Yeah. So, um, so night and day focus is just cooking. Everything's about cooking. Everything's about the restaurant. So in D&D terms, that's what we say. Monk? Yeah. I mean, I don't know of any cook classes. Well, so instead of martial arts, her her thing is cooking, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, the way she uses a, a knife in the kitchen, that's mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. focused on that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, she's got some 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 uh, knife skills, so daggers. So she's, she carries around daggers. She yeah. Knife. Could, definitely see, uh, could definitely see it being monk. Prefer to the... 
player's handbook, it talks about that um, rigorous training and focus and stuff like that for the uh, for the monks. Mm-hmm. So her rigorous training, her focus is all cooking, yeah. restaurant. I mean, that's, yeah, sure. I buy that. Monk. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you could also make an argument, I guess, for, like, Paladin. Her oath is to... Like her, her, father, her father to open the restaurant to open a restaurant to fulfill to, his dream right yeah I'm, which is a very another good D and D trope of mm-hmm. following in the family lines right yeah or even while I mean, her father never opened a restaurant that was his goal don't they have a um, like a background where like one of the backgrounds is you are um, you have like you're focused on your goal is that isn't that a background for some characters uh, you know probably. Um, for some reason, Haunted One keeps hitting me, but that's not it. That's I know that's not, not the You're one. You're obsessed with that. I know I'm, I'm obsessed sure with that one, and I have no idea why. Uh, but I feel like one of nah, the... not really. Uh, maybe not. No, not really. Oh, okay. But so... So there's my oath fulfillment, whatever. Yeah, no, I don't really see that in any of them. Okay. No, but, I just made that up. It's fine. No, I definitely... Uh, I mean, if I had to pick, I said... We just have to... Maybe tweak. she's a multi-class monk paladin. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. The oath, she kind of starts out the, paladin asks the oath to her father. You and know, it's a figures like out the, and the best way to do it is the, to, focus, the of, focus of the monk. But, I mean, that could also just be straight up either one of those because mm-hmm. paladins are pretty task-oriented. Right. Stereotypically task-oriented mm-hmm. creatures, people. Okay. You know, they swear that oath and nothing breaks that oath. Yeah. All right. So yeah. that's... I could see that. Either one, I think you could... Make, make, a, that make a good argument for. So, Naveen, Prince Naveen. Well, that's, I mean, he is bard. 100% a bard. Yeah. He, he plays the ukulele in the thing. Right. Even as a frog, he finds a way to play an instrument. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I mean, he just kicks back, floats through life, mm-hmm. the opposite of the goal, which is why the movie works, by the right. way. Yeah. But the opposite of goal-oriented, just kind of floats through life, plays his music, and just does his thing. Yeah. No, like he... And he even... Um, you can see he has a way... It's very, Especially at the very beginning. He gets all, the whole crowd involved. And mm-hmm. he can he can inspire them to the music and the dance. Yeah. And, and all that stuff. So, you could... Yeah, you could see that from him. From the whole bar. The whole way. Like it, that's Oh, yeah. Easy. I mean, he definitely uses his music to get his point across. To inspire. Mm-hmm. To I mean, even, make a difference. I mean, you could almost say that his music was charming... Yeah, you want to tw- right. tweak it to like a spell casting mm-hmm. mindset well, when that's why the whole crowd was around him. And then he the even beginning. brings Lewis to them with his music and Lu- their yeah. helper, their their crocodile alligator, crocodile. I don't know. Yeah, whatever one it gator. is. Gator. They call him a the gator. gator. So a gator. So an alligator. So they, um, so they even he even brings him to him, and that's how they he he uses his musical abilities and his charm. Through that music to gather to them an NPC helper. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean that one's one hundred percent what it is. I mean, just yeah, I said he's easy. I'm flipping through the player's handbook as we're talking about it, and yeah, he's I mean, you read the section about Bart, and it might as well just say, "Watch the Princess and the Frog," Prince of Ian character. Right. So all the other good guys, we kind of feel are more like NPC. Well, what about the old lady? Let's talk about her. Nah, she's a minor secondary character. She's she definitely is. does not fall under one of the protagonists of it. She's just a means to an end to get a plot point across. Yeah, but she's like one of the only ones with magic. So come on. <laughs> yeah, but again, she her 
her whole thing is just to get a plot point mm-hmm. across. So would she you know, like whole if be you true were to yourself Disney moment? Yeah. So if you were, um, but if you were doing this as a uh, like as a D and D game, like she'd be like the old crone or the old hag or something like or something like that, right? Like is that kind of how you talk about her? Or, or? I mean, in D and D terms, I wouldn't go so far as to call her a hag because that's a very negative connotation mm-hmm. within the monster manual. Okay. All the hags are kind of bad guys. And she's really not. No, she's definitely yeah. neutral at best, yeah. but she doesn't have evil. In fact. She battles evil when she, she first meets him, saying, you know, which one have you been fooling with the shadow man and kind of thing. And she banishes all the shadows that are after right. Naveen, right, yeah. But, I mean, she could be any number of stuff like that, just... That's still just an NPC secondary. Oh, yeah. She, got some... she is there to move, help move the plot along right. of, hey, go back and this is how you go about being human again. And The answer's right in front of your face. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so everybody else, the good guys are really just worse. You know, there's NPC helpers. You got Charlotte, you got her mom, you got her Charlotte's dad, you got. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the rest of them are just straight up Raymond and yeah, Raymond Lewis. They're just they're just there. Yeah, I don't really think. I mean, in this parlance, they'd be hirelings, followers, Mm -hmm. something along those lines. Just a guide to the to the old lady. And then a right. guide back to the town. I mean, I, I don't think they have a, a class specifically, like a player class. Nothing. They're, like I said, hirelings. They just are there to assist the group kind of thing. I don't think they really do much else. Mm-hmm. But this one has a very intriguing, the most intriguing character to probably talk about. This yeah. is the, the villain. Guy. Yeah. Dr. Fossilier. Yeah. So, before we go to class. Okay. Let's talk about his alignment first. Okay. Let's just do that one first, because we just, we kind of brought up alignment just a minute ago with the with the old lady. You were talking, she's all neutral, kind of neutral, good, whatever. So, I wouldn't call him like straight up evil. Would I would. You, you would like would, like almost more like chaotic evil, right? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, but but, but he's but I mean his because I don't know that he's necessarily like, he's not preying on these people. Because I mean, they're, he's preying on them because they're kind of a means to an end, just, not just because he wants to screw with their life, but he just wants yeah, to make well, everything that's probably crazy. Not chaotic, then that's probably yeah. That, that's what I think. He, it's he like ab- the chaotic. Well, it's probably not chaotic. Oh, it's though. not chaotic. That's not chaotic. Chaotic is just chaos for the sake of chaos. Mm-hmm. And as far as that goes, definitely on the evil spectrum. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. Probably more along the lines of maybe. I don't know. It's hard for me to say anything other than just evil. Just evil. Or, at most, maybe a lawful evil kind of thing, but I even have a hard time. Lawful? Well, he does follow the rules. The rules that are set by right. other things, but he does follow the rules. Right. He, and within, he wants to control stuff. Yeah. You know, not just wealth for the sake of wealth or mm-hmm. right. anything okay. like that. Go ahead. Talk about his class, because I know you're dying to. No, it's just... Yeah. It's, Honestly, it's probably the easiest part to talk about with this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is a voodoo man who makes a deal with his, something, and I quote, friends on the other side. Exactly. I mean, if that doesn't say he's a, got warlock class, yeah. then nothing else does. Like somebody said, ooh, that is I the, want to roll a warlock. Yeah, that is the player's <laughs> handbook definition of warlock. Yeah. Made a d- pact mm-hmm. with another creature. In this case, probably... We said fiend, right? I think fiend, or I think you'd probably say maybe a great old one. Ooh, yeah. Well, there's a bunch of them though, because there's a lot of they're like he makes. Well, well, he makes a deal. He one. makes a deal with the old, the, the main one, who then uses the others. All of his other ones is like underlings. So maybe, right. maybe you could say great old one. 
it's hard to say. You don't yeah. really see anything about it other than the the one scene. like the voodoo magic when they send the shadows out. And yeah. I think you could make a, a case for either of those probably. Yeah. But he does blood magic. Oh yeah, I mean, because it's, I mean that's that's exactly what it is. They need the blood of the of Prince Devine. To I mean, keep honestly, the magic going. if you wanted to play a warlock, he's a pretty good one to just base your yeah. character like, on. Not evil, but like this is right. like this is the way it works. You got to make a pact with the other side. Mm-hmm. You got to do blood magic. You you know, or not have to, but you're going to be doing some blood magic. You're going to be focused on things like that, um, and so that yeah, he is definitely warlock. Yeah, I'm um, looking at the, just to dig a little deeper into his, and I, I think maybe a Pact of the Tome-esque Warlock, a Book of Shadows. It oh, just, yeah. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have a book, per se. Not that he shows that you. you. Yeah. But, but it just, the, the name of it kind of fits mm-hmm. for um, it. <clears throat> so... Yeah, no, and so that's and there's your characters that, that kind of list them out right there. Yeah, that's uh, that's really all of it. It's pretty mm-hmm. straightforward so, as far as that goes. If you're talking about like really those three, Tiana, Naveen, and uh, Doctor uh, Facilier, Facilier, which is just fun to say. Um, so your goals, right? So Tiana has, I mean, she wants to open a restaurant. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like end of story, beginning to yeah, end. I mean, that's the only the, thing well, she's focused on. Open my restaurant. Yeah, and I guess. Minor goal would be to not be a frog anymore. Once you get turned into a frog, right? But from beginning to from the very beginning of the movie to the very end of the movie, her goal, her focus is: I'm opening my restaurant. Yeah, even while and she's a frog, she's even cooking. while she's a frog. It's yeah, she cooks while she's a frog. She, you know, she even says when she's a frog, she's talking to Mama Odie mm-hmm. or whatever, and she's like, "You know what you want to do? Yes, I'm going to buckle down and work harder and get my restaurant." Right, completely and, misses that obvious point. Yeah, and um, and so, so yeah, restaurant all the way. Naveen, I mean, his goal is just to live life. Just to enjoy life. Enjoy it. and Live, laugh, and love. Yep. That's really all Coast he wants through to life do. and be, you know, eat, drink, be Which, married. Well, just, like I said, that's just, at the beginning. That's at the beginning. His goal does change. I mean, it does. You know, at the very end, he's all about what can he do to make um, Tiana happy. Yeah. You know, because it's not even be with Tiana, really. It's so much make sure she has what she wants to be happy. Yeah, you know, definitely. I mean, he, he wants uh, to be with her, but... It's all about what can I do to make her goals in her life best, and he's willing to make a lot. I mean, he's make he's willing to make personal sacrifice to do that. Yep. Which is a a drastic character shift. Huge character shift from him. It's a little. Well, oh, I mean, but it's a, it's to a step movie. back to Tiana, she definitely loosens up. That's true. That's true. You know, rub, you while know. she still has the goal of that, it definitely loosens up to also enjoy life mm-hmm. a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because well, and when. Uh, Facilier is giving her that image at the end where he's like giving that that um, mirage mm-hmm. of what here you hand me that hand me that and I'll give you everything you want and the first thing she does is look over and she's like is that Naveen yeah so you can see her focus has changed she yeah, has exactly. she's got the restaurant well what where's Naveen you know and it's not him and then suddenly okay that's that's not really what I want so at the very very end she finally finally actually you know shifts us a little bit um, Facilier I mean his goal is to is to control the town. Isn't that what he wants? Yeah, he wants money. I mean, mm-hmm. he's pretty straightforward, wealth-driven. Yeah. Money controls the town. Money's he power. wants money. That's mm-hmm. why he's trying to swindle, rip off um, the big, big Daddy LaBeouf. Yeah. Because he wants... That's why he's got the Lawrence, Lawrence guy to look like Naveen through his magic to marry Charlotte so they get the money. Yep, and so then and he then can kill he off also, Big Daddy and he controls everything. Right. 
And then he's trying to, in fact, use that to bribe his friends on the other side with the souls of right, all the people. Yeah. You can have all so of New Orleans because I'm going to It can get a little it. bit darker than just the money because he's in control. He's willing to give up the souls of everybody yeah. for yeah. it. So that, yeah, that's it. So it's not only, it's not just, it's not just the money, it's the power. Yeah. It's, uh, and that definitely I think, doesn't change. I think power, but I mean, money and power mm-hmm. hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much all the time. So, um, I mean, our setbacks are, I think, extremely obvious across the board. Really? Yeah. Naveen gets turned into a frog. Tiana gets turned into a frog. And Facilier, like, they lose they lose the frog. So, I mean, those are all the pretty big setbacks, I feel like. I mean, that's yeah. across the board. I would say to open a restaurant, uh, getting turned into a frog would probably mm-hmm. delay or well, make that process a bit harder. So, you and I have actually talked about this before in slightly different terms and not about the D terms but just the movie itself because apparently that's just what we do with our lives well you got to do something when <laughs> your your child just keeps wanting to watch the frog movie over and over and over um but so at the party before anyone realizes that naveen is a frog before you know any of that at all really um uh, the realtors tell tiana that oh somebody outbids you for your restaurant mm-hmm. you're you know right she so, finally saved up the money for her down payment and somebody outbid her and that's the only reason she kisses Naveen and turns into a frog because right. she's desperate to get a restaurant right and so she's that's her last final wish I, you know right. that last thing I'm gonna you know my, I'm grasping at straws here and so you, it's one of those things where we've even talked about like okay who bid on the restaurant who outbid her who did that with the building's been sitting empty for years because it's what her dad wanted was that building mm-hmm. and then suddenly the first day that she has the money and she's able to get it and then somebody comes up out of nowhere and I know that we've talked about well maybe possibly his friends on the other side you know knew enough to say hey go put you know outbid here on this restaurant and um, or this building really it was not a restaurant at the time it's an empty building yeah it was and, an old mill yeah so they knew enough to maybe cause her to do that of course then it sets in motion the fact that Naveen's no longer a frog, and they and yeah. it went out. So I mean, it, it's just it really seems like that would be the case for setting everything in motion. But at the same time, it's like, but why? But why? Yeah, but it's why? just how would that have benefited how, their? So, yeah, it's like the grand scheme. Like of it, that's a weird. And, and what that honestly probably was plot is point. Plot point. Yep. That is uh, in D and D terms, the players decided to do something crazy. The DM's like, uh, uh. You were outbid on that property, so you've got to <laughs> so figure out another. you have to go this way. You have to go on this adventure now to figure out how to pay for it. Oh, wait. You were going to turn down that path? No, the trees all fell down. Yeah. And you can't go that way. <laughs> or you were going to go turn down that hallway? Nope, massive caveman. You can't yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was the DM going, uh. What do I do now? Yeah, let's, yeah. Um, let's take five minutes for a break. Yeah. Okay, oh, look, I rolled back. a natural 20. That means you have to... <laughs> you come back, and someone has bit outbid you on this property. But now this... what are you going to do? Yeah, so... Okay, so, you know, so if you talk about setbacks, I mean, that's setback number one, because if without that, none of the rest of the movie happens. Yeah, because without that, he with, doesn't... Because she doesn't wish on the star, and she doesn't look at the frog and say, hey, you want to kiss? Mm-hmm. And he's all like, yeah, sure. She's, you know, loses it. And then the only reason that she's all, oh, I'll never kiss a frog, never kiss a frog. And then she does because she got outbid on the property and he promises her money to, for the restaurant. Yeah. She didn't have to promise. but She became desperate. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. desperation is a big uh, influencer in a lot of yep. this, these movies that we'll see as we go through the series. Yeah. 
So, I mean, really, I mean, there's a bunch of setbacks without throughout this movie. Then, if you think about it in that in that way, um, not only to the good guys, but also to the bad guys, because he loses yeah. the frog, and so then he needs to, you know, that's He's why he has to, to make the, the extra deal to have his blood uh, do that to and power the Lawrence lets him go. Oh, but I just loosened the lid. Yeah, the bumbling uh, NPC oh, bad man. guy. Like he's Henchman. just yeah, little. He, yeah, he's he's pretty sad actually. But I, again, doesn't work without yeah, him. But I mean, if you want to continue with that, once they get into the swamps, mm-hmm. and he Fossilier makes the deal with his friends again, well, they capture. Yeah, they get Naveen. Naveen. I mean, for a short second, that introduces Mom Odie into the whole thing. Yep, that brings her in, and uh, I mean, they meet their friends in the swamp who the um, alligator. Yeah, Lewis. Lewis leads him in the wrong direction. Yeah. And then Ramon. Yeah, and you got that great song of them, uh, All oh, the yeah, Fireflies. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the songs in it. Songs are awesome. Completely on D&D related. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the New Orleans jazz stuff is just phenomenal. It really is. Music. The, the score is, is yeah. really top notch. Yeah, so, but otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Good background well, music to play if you decide to run a, uh, <laughs> a jazz-themed Hey, you could always run a vampire uh, game in set in New Orleans. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, not to because D and D is kind of our game that we play and stuff like that. But there are other games out there that would definitely fit New Orleans and this style. Oh yeah, easily. Um, I, I don't again don't play any of the others, but mm-hmm. just watching other people talk about them and stuff like that. There's definitely games out there that would fit. Yeah, that uh, that era and that genre where you could have that. So, I mean, as a as a parent, especially if you have non parents in your gaming group, you've got plots and everything else. Oh that yeah, they pull them out, they'll just, never know. Absolutely, be like, wow, this is so well thought out and written. Yeah, you're right. Yep, it they're is. praising you when you're done, and you don't have to tell them anything. Nope. nope the, what happens behind the screen smile. stays behind the screen. <laughs> um, so we've pretty much covered most NPC interactions that really matter. Mm-hmm. I think the. Uh, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's, you know, a defining moment. But I really can't think of anything that, that we haven't already no, touched on. No, I mean, on. everything else is just kind of just forward the the plot of the movie. There's yeah, not a lot of all. other stuff to really break down. I mean, Which they have a friend that's an alligator that can play a trumpet. Yeah. Yeah. Disney magic. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Disney magic. That after they no longer are frogs, they can still talk to him. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, you know. Uh, definitely, uh, just Disney magic there, which is, you know, hey, that's Maybe it's because she's a part druid or part ranger, too. Who knows? Yeah, she's, well, multi-class. We talked yeah. about that, multi-class. That's she's it. got one she, level of druid in there. One level of druid, so she can turn mm-hmm. into a frog. Or the time spent as a frog gave them both a multi-class level yeah. druid. <laughs> they both can, the, uh, speak with animal spell. hmm Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, they were a frog long enough to get married. So that's true. There's, there's a time period there that, um, there was a... A span of time, and so, uh, but no, I think I think honestly, if you're new to DMing or you're looking to get into being a DM, I think it is absolutely worth it to research some of these old Disney movies or you know, newer Disney movies for that whole NPC interaction of how to move the plot along. Oh yeah, because I mean, they do such a phenomenal job of bringing in like this random old lady who's blind that lives in the bayou. Really, lives in a boat <laughs> in a tree in the bayou. <laughs> yeah, that does voodoo magic. 
<laughs> and, ta- and magic. talks to animals. And talks to and talks to animals, and um, has her pet snake, snake. that uh, that keeps her. You know, that's like her walking stick, her stirring. <laughs> it's spoon, her seeing eye dog. Her everything. Is her everything? And I mean, it, it, I, okay. You want to go back to Mama Odie for a yeah, minute? Yeah, sure. Kind of throw back to that. She has she has a familiar, and it's a she snake. Does, and it's a snake. And so she's probably like a sorcerer type. Yeah. Thing, or a right. warlock herself. Warlock who knows herself, what deal she made. Mm, yep. I mean, she with is animals. Maybe a blind she's made old a deal woman with the archfey. So living she's in a boat got, in yeah. a tree in the bayou. <laughs> but as you were saying a minute ago about uh, DMing and running and looking at old movies and stuff like that. Plot that, points. I mean, that goes for any movie, though. No, it does. Well, I mean, how do you any, move the movie? How do you move well, the story along? Yeah, I mean, I'm fairly new to DMing. We were just talking about it earlier mm-hmm. today, where I've got maybe a dozen or so games, maybe yeah. DMing under my belt. And you watch any of the big DM or, or big uh, DMs out there, YouTube or stuff like that, Matt Colville, Matt Mercer, Chris Perkins, any of those guys that work for Wizard, any of the stuff like that. And they're going to tell you, rip stuff off. I mean, oh, yeah. absolutely. what you do. It's you, t- you rip it off. You rip the idea off, then you tweak it and make it your own. It's not like I'm saying, run a Princess and the Frog D&D game. No. But, but you, you can get the idea of, all right, my players are stuck in this swamp. I don't know. They don't know how to get out. And Rather than me just selling them, all right, guys. You take the river down here and you get out. You introduce this random, crazy, memorable old lady yep. to the story. She just pops up out of nowhere. Who just seemingly pops up out of nowhere. And then you can go back and justify it of, oh, everybody knows Mama Odie in the swamp. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean oh, you mean Mama Odie? Like, that's what Ray's <laughs> the first thing he says. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how he introduces himself to the party. It's, oh, you mean Mama Odie? Mm-hmm. Voodoo. Oh, like Mama Odie? Do- I mean, yeah. just everybody knows that. So it just it's easy to do stuff like that, but it's hard to think of on the fly and stuff like that yourself. So part of your prep can be like having that ideas and mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff just in your back pocket. I mean, and you can use the characters that you see from these movies as NPCs for that stuff. Like you can literally, if you're, can be you a- can literally have a Mama Odie character. She just doesn't have to live in a boat in the swamp and the thing. She could live in a treehouse. She could live in a hut. But the, the cool thing about that, you can almost make it a game with your players. Like, okay, did anyone pick up on right. the and extra especially character? Especially had uh, uh, players who had other ki- had kids mm-hmm. and they watch a lot of this stuff as well. Yeah. You throw a little bit of Disney in there just to mm-hmm. see who's paying attention. Just a- Wandering Oaken's Trading Post. Right. <laughs> like we talked about yeah, last exactly. episode. <laughs> You're like, man, I need to put Wandering Oaken's Trading Post in my game. Yeah. That's all you gotta do. Exactly. Just do a little something like that, mm-hmm. just to, to liven it up. Just make it fun for you too, because I mean, this whole thing's about taking movies and make you know these movies you've watched over and over with your kid and putting a different spin on it for something mm-hmm. that you're interested in, which in our case happens to be D and D, and just it gives you a different light for it. So might as well take it and have a little fun with it. Oh yeah. So um, so resolution. It's a Disney movie, right? So they get married, they kiss, everything turns back to normal. She gets a restaurant. Now they put in some hard work, but she gets yeah. a restaurant. Uh, Fossilier dies, you know. So it's a Disney movie. Everything's yeah. resolved happily. I mean, there's there's a happy ending because it's a Disney movie. So there's really not a lot to say through that. Now we can talk about quest rewards, which we kind of talk about a little bit. So obviously the restaurant, right? Yeah, I mean, I they mean get... she works for it, but they, she gets it. Well, she gets. Like we talked about, the deal comes through. The deal comes through. Yeah, it's time is kind of a an abstract for this yeah, movie. You really don't know how long it's been. Mm-hmm. It really seems like it's about a two day process. Yeah, because they have the first day of the party where she gets turned into the frog, and, and they the wake up the next day. morning, and you may see one more night. You know, mm-hmm. I think they actually may say in there at one point with 
how many nights of Mardi Gras left. Right, yeah. But it, it's not many. You know, this thing happens in two or three days, this whole adventure from start to finish. Right. Well, all the way to where Charlotte tries to kiss him and it doesn't right. work. Because they miss it. But then from there to when they have their wedding, now that timeline is very murky. Right, that they don't ever. It's not like that happens the very next day, or it could. You don't know. Yeah, I think it does. You think it does? Yeah, it happens the very next day. I think they. Uh, they just hop they, off into the sunset. They hop off into the married. sunset. They leave the town when the kiss didn't turn them back into people. They're still mm-hmm. frogs. They say farewell to their departed friend who didn't make it through the yep. battle. Yep. And then they um, they hop off there, find Mama Odie, who apparently can marry people now. Well, yeah, she has the ceremony spell, so maybe she's a paladin too. I don't yeah. know. And um, she, she's she's Mama Odie. She does what she. And that's the beauty of the, that's the beauty of an NPC, though. Is you don't right. have to define them by character, right, by, by stuff class like that. And everything. You can literally just give them whatever you want. That's mm-hmm. a great aspect of another great aspect of watching this movies and stuff like that. You don't have to. You don't, you like, don't have to NPC, justify the right. fact that she can do a ceremony. An NPC doesn't have to have. Class and rank and right, you don't have to go through the player's handbook and pick and out every stuff like that for it. If you think it fits, cool, add it in there. If anybody asks why, I said because I said so. I mean, it's because I rolled. I rolled. It worked. It, it's a world dealing with magic. Yeah, really, is that what we're worrying about? It's like my buddy. We went to go see the Transformers movie. That's like the second one. Oh, I don't even remember. Right. And his biggest disconnect in that whole movie was that the main character, played by Shia, Shia LaBeouf. Got the attractive girlfriend. What, Megan Fox? Really? No, it was the next one. It was the blonde girl, oh, whatever one that Shirley. was in. I have no idea who it is. was. I don't know. But in a movie about giant robot aliens, the thing he had the biggest issue with was that Shia LaBeouf's character got the hot girlfriend. He, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> but at but the same time, it's there's just... There's slightly more problem, problems with the movie if you're talking about having you know, real life. Right, it's not real life. It's, it's a, not real life. It's a movie. It's a, movie. it's a fictional game. It's an escape game. You play yes. it to escape the real world. Yeah. You play it to be something else for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You play it, you know, as a player to be that elf that can cast magic, to be that dwarf that can swing an axe. Yeah. Exactly you know, right. to be that what that whatever you have, the halfling sleep, slinking through the shadows. It's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. It's having fun. That's what this whole thing is. This is just a. Yeah. These this movies are a great way to give you some ideas maybe cut down on some of that prep stuff that you do you know if you're watching the movie with your kid keep a piece of keep your phone handy and take some notes get a piece of paper and a pencil and write down some ideas as they come to you right exactly I mean, you've seen yeah. the movie a hundred times but suddenly it strikes something you know right you never know what may hit notice something um so um any I, other quest rewards any other no i mean there's a, there's definitely a big magic item within there that makes a big difference in there though is that's the uh that blood amulet Right, that's yeah, like that a, a major huge, thing yeah, for the a, movie because he runs out of the mm-hmm, the, the Prince of Eden's blood, mm-hmm. and it runs out of power. I mean, it's not and a quest actually, rewards we were talking about, yeah. but it's one hundred percent a magic item, it is. and it's a cool one to steal. Yeah, it is an idea. Well, you've got to, you know, you've got this thing that you've got to have the blood of a certain creature. Mm-hmm. You can turn into that creature I mean, without almost, consulting the the DMG. It may exist something like that already. I don't know. Well, not only that, but, I mean, honestly, it kind of made me think of, like, the, the skinwalkers from Native Americans where they would skin, like, the creatures or whatever. And then what they put put on the pelt, they would turn into that bear or, or lynx yeah, or whatever. Not, they, I'm not overly familiar with sorry. that stuff. Well, no, that's yeah, good. That's yeah. um. But but it kind of made me think, makes me think of that. They had, like, the blood or the pelt of whatever, and they could turn into yeah, it. Yeah, that's another, uh, another podcast that I really 
enjoy is called Astonishing Legends, and they mm-hmm. talk about skinwalkers. Uh, I just haven't made it far, that far back far through there. <laughs> You're not there yet. To, to listen yeah. to the old ones yet. Mm-hmm. I picked stuff like Bigfoot first. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, th- that'll probably be one you of my next ones. To the skinwalkers. I, I bet you'd enjoy that. Yeah. But but now the of course okay it's a Disney movie right so it's animated so things do do weird things but if you if you actually watch where they get the blood for the amulet. He actually, like, the amulet, he holds up the amulet, it has a mouth on it. And it, it actually, like, it. it bites him yeah. and sucks out the, which, it's a magical item, right? So. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's absolutely magical. It was given to him by his, his patron. Right, yeah, his, his patron. patron. granted him this magic item. Right, to, to then fulfill his. <laughs> to fulfill that. His oath, his. Right. To him, you know, of, of the power and the souls of the city mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, and, uh, and. In that whole guess, scene, that whole scene was about him getting that magic item to get right. that. And I guess the really cool thing about that, too, is is at the end, when Tiana breaks it, breaking the magic item, broke the oath, which is like a death pact, essentially, because yeah. Vassilier, I mean, he dies. Yep. They they take him as payment mm-hmm. for that, rather than the souls he promised, because he couldn't fulfill his promise. And with the broken, the magic item broken, they didn't foresee him, they foreclosed on the deal. <laughs> they didn't see right. there was any way that he could... <clears throat> That they could, um, they, they could actually fulfill. He could fulfill his promise, his oath to them. Yeah. Without that, so that I mean, yeah, that that's actually that's actually a really cool magic item because you don't see that too much, honestly. Within, yeah. well, I mean, like Sleeping Beauty, you've got the two, the, the the sword and the the shield, which we'll talk about. I guess you got the sword and the stone, and the the sword and the stone, which is not on our list. It's, probably it's caliber. Talk about. I mean, it's not yeah. necessarily a magic sword, but we're kind of just. Well, yeah. We're getting off topic there. Yeah, we are. But well, I'm just saying that for a lot of things, there's not that many magical items within a lot of these movies. Yeah, you know that there, there are. It's typically just. I mean, that's true. We talked about Frozen last time. There were none. There was none. I mean, there's magical people, right? Or person. There's magic. There's magic, but, there no but specific not, items. There's no items that were magic. And um, and so that this is a different right um, plot line story. We just part. think of the uh, this you know just continuing it into a. Stealing ideas and stuff like that instead of Tiana destroying that necklace, she what takes if she it. She takes it. Yeah. You know, then well, she makes a warlock pack. She multiclasses into a warlock. warlock. Well, and now she's have... got this cool thing where she could, you know, in game terms, she could, as she could get someone's blood, she could transform into that person. Apologies. No, sorry. No, exactly. <laughs> no, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's just, it a different, it's just a different take on it. It it's, is. And in, in the Apologies potion work for like an hour-ish or whatever. Right. And, and this spe- has a limited right. time. Right. There's spells, um, disguise self and stuff mm-hmm. like that within the game that Have that would work for. And even if you want to just reflavor those spells a little bit, you could use that idea. Yeah. So instead of just being able to cast disguise self, I don't, you know, I don't know what the components of it are, but, but you could, I'll you look could, real quick do something like that but instead well, the component in this case would be the magical pendant and somebody's blood that would be right. that would be the components for the spell if you used this all right so it doesn't have material components so that wouldn't really be the a but great example but you know for a spell that did something or just say it has material components it's yeah that's the beauty of, again the beauty of D is you can kind of as a dm especially make this whatever you want it to be mm-hmm. you can make this well, game and so here's my question right so he was evil, lawful evil, whatever. He had to make a pact with the other side in order for this magical item to work, right? To even get the magical item. Right. So when she, ta- if she were to take it, would that taint her character in any way? Would it? Would she suddenly then owe that? I mean, pact? if you were would... playing very strict, I think, mm-hmm. and um, definitely like keeping two alignments and not just kind of playing fast and loose with alignments. You know, I think as a DM, you would have to say, "Hey, if you take that item, you are going to have to." 
Like, your alignment's going to shift. Yeah. Well, not only that, but then do you owe the pact? Oh, yeah. Like I said, you like, multi-class. Like I said, mm-hmm. you multi-class into Warlock. You make yeah. that pact. Yeah. You know, it may not be the same, you have to hand over the city of New Orleans, but, but you're going to have to give them, them you're going to have to give them souls or mm-hmm. something like that, or just keep, like, every time you bite it, it, it gives them something. that soul. It, mm-hmm. it takes that person's soul from them as well. It could, yeah. So you... So you so could do, like, a, like polymorph. Yeah. It has the material component. And it just says it's like a caterpillar cocoon, but you could easily say it's the blood of of the creature that you want of the creature you want to you want to into. change into. Mm-hmm. I and think it that'd lasts be an, for an hour, or right? Whatever. Yeah. That'd be an interesting switch on. That could, yeah, that you know, a, cool. a, a flavor description of your spells, mm-hmm. a, a cool way of doing that. I mean, that's half the fun of playing a spellcaster is being able to describe, you know, what you're doing for your how you cast your spells and and stuff and, like that. Yeah. And it would depend on like the, the the type of game you're playing and the type and the, uh, the type of version of the DM you are. But if you wanted to try to give your your team your your group some hard choices, right? Yeah. And so you can choose to destroy this amulet, and this is what's going to happen. Or you can choose to keep it and try to solve this problem with it. But if you do, then here's the drawback. So you know yeah. what are you going to do? And that's that's one of the things that's really cool too, in my opinion. Like I like props and handouts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Is have that item, like on an index card or mm-hmm. on a printout of some kind, and be like, you can destroy and it, hand it, it to and half. hand it to them, and say, this is what you get if you take it. Yeah. Maybe not have all the details about the curse on it and stuff like that, but you but get this magic. But enough to know item. that it's it, it'll be a you know, there are drawbacks to taking it. There's I pros mean, and there's cons. I think there's a lot of that too, though, that you, they should infer it from. The, fact the whole situation. Right. Yeah, the whole I mean, you story. can even make it a sentient magic item. So it has its own... So it, it does its own thing almost. Right, it, like, it tells you it craves oh, blood. Oh, really? Like, oh, okay, come on now. The Horcrux like, yeah. necklace that talks it's, to him and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It drives your character crazy over time. You, you have to deal with it. J.K. Rowling played D&D. I mean, we can bring it down to Harry Potter after a little bit well, later, but... We, yeah, that might be on our that's list. That's a multi-parter for sure. Oh, because yeah. Well, it's, at least seven, seven episodes because yeah, seven books. Right. And a couple um, of those are split into a couple movies for a reason, because they're long. <laughs> but, I mean, a lot of this, it's like we talked about in the Frozen episode. There's a reason these storylines keep getting reused, because they work. Yeah, they work. So, I guess a DM tip that goes with this would be, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Do the same thing. I mean, I mean, cool. If you can tell, if you can come up with a story that's never been told before, awesome. And you need you to call are, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, you are now on par with Tolkien... C.S. Lewis. Spielberg. I mean, you're up there. Like, you, yeah. if you literally have a story that's that good that's never been told before. But even even all that stuff has been ripped off before. Oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. Not to has. spoil Frozen 2, but I, as soon as I saw it, I thought of another movie. Mm-hmm. Instantly. I mean, before it even made the reveal mm-hmm. of that secret, I'm like, oh, it's that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One, I mean, you knew it. As without as, a doubt. But yeah. that didn't take away from my enjoyment. No, it was still a good movie. Because I liked the other movie. And yeah. I'm like, hey, it worked. It, it still works. works. Yeah, it works. You know, and it's these are all stuff that you could easily pull into a game, and especially you start mixing and matching, or you just use it to tweak ideas mm-hmm. to do your but own thing. I do think another thing that you can that I think DMs could can learn from Disney movies is it's not all rose petals and sunshine and rainbows and unicorns, right? I mean, the the people, all of their characters have problems, right? And they have setbacks. And they have to figure out how to overcome them. And right. Just because it's the way I would overcome them doesn't necessarily mean that's the right way. There are different yeah. ways to do things. I mean, we talked about it with uh, with Frozen as well. Um, the characters have to grow. Yeah. For you to really get mm-hmm. the care. Like, 
you, it's hard to fall in love with a character who is static. Yeah. They're the yeah, same yeah. character they were in the beginning, in the end mm-hmm. as they were in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, Tiana may not have had a lot of change, but she realized in the movie mm-hmm. what it was that meant something to her. It made right. you appreciate her more. She, you know, grew as a person. It wasn't just a restaurant. It was family. And honestly, right. I think her devotion to the idea of the restaurant had more to do with her devotion to her father. Mm-hmm. Than it did to the actual restaurant, and it finally took right. The very that was end. that was 100% oh, to yeah. honor the memory of him. But yeah. the conversation she had with her mother at the beginning is her her dad had what he wanted. Yeah, and she finally got that same she that growth. She finally picked up mm-hmm. that same mentality. Yeah, and um, well, and I also think, um, well, not to we talk about like there are always different paths to get to the end result, right? And we already talked about Frozen, but um, at the very end. The true love's kiss, or the true love. Right, it was a different take on an act of true love. Right, so it had to be an act of true love. So it didn't have to be the true love's kiss. It could be the act of a sisterly love, right? And um, and so I think I think that's one of the things, the nicer things about the most more recent Disney movies, especially the princess movies, is you see that more. Is you see that it doesn't have to be the prince and the princess falling in love. Right, this one was. I mean, look at some of the old movies: Cinderella, Snow White, Sleeping Mm -hmm. Beauty, Princess in Distress, Prince Saves the Day, Princess in Distress. Prince saves the day. Yeah. I mean, even Cinderella, to an extent, she's in distress. She's in this terrible situation. Oh, prince yeah. saves the day. Pull, you know. Yeah. Suddenly and she's the princess. And they finally have gone to a... I mean, in this one, the prince is in distress. He's a, he's the frog first. Yeah, but I think you, you could know. argue deeper than that. They're both in distress they are. in their personal lives. They are. They are. They are. But, but it that's isn't a just very her. in-depth description of a <laughs> child's movie. Yeah. Um, but at the, at the end, and what I think is actually kind of nice is... You know, talking about like plot points and the way it, you know it works for like a DM and everything. At the end, they decide that they would rather be frogs together right. than be human, right? Mm-hmm. And so they've made that decision. They're done with it, and so they don't even realize until after they have made that commitment to each other, and then they, you know, they got married, had the kiss, and then now they're human, right? They didn't even realize that their choice to stay together would actually save them, right? And so there's that was almost like a reward. It was it was for making it was that decision. A reward. Yeah, it was absolutely a reward to make that decision and to come to that resolution of you make that commitment to one another, and then um, no matter what happens, and then at the end, you you get this reward that they didn't even know was coming. Yeah, and so it's one of those things. Like I think it just goes to show that there's a lot of different ways to get to the end result, and just because. I may have decided to do it one way. It doesn't mean that that's the right way to go about it. It just means that that's one way to do it. Yeah, and I mean, we can start trying to wrap it up with some major points and stuff here. That's mm-hmm. another great DM tip. A, a DM is your job is not to tell the players how they're to have how they're going to have fun. Mm-hmm. Your job is to present them with a series of challenges or obstacles to overcome, and let your players figure out how to do it. You know, you don't want to come up with this problem and come up with your solution and if they come up with a plan b that works say oh that's not what i came up with right it doesn't work like that's not fun you You, you present this issue and then let them come up with the idea and then you just sit back in your chair and let them interact which is something you and i were talking about before uh like a day or two ago about this is that you've realized that you need to not plan out the adventure right Definitely, step by step by step. Definitely had de- like looking through old notes and stuff like that from when we started like a year ago. Actually mm-hmm. trying to play this some, and it's like my notes were detailed. It's like all right, when she does this, I'll do this. When I, she and does this, I never I'll do- did it. And then you still manage to surprise every time. <laughs> and um, of course, now you decided if there's a tree to climb, she's got to yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but it's one of those. That's another, like I said, just a tip. I mean, you hear, all again, all the other podcasts and stuff I've listened to in the past that talk about that stuff. They say the same thing, but sometimes lessons are best learned mm-hmm. instead of yeah. taught, you know, instead yeah. of told. Yep. But even these Disney movies, if you just kind of put your DM hat on when you're watching the movie, instead of just enjoying the movie, put the DM hat on and look at it like this is your adventure and how you would do it and how you'd set stuff up and just work with it that way. Yeah. It's, like I said, it's, I mean, it really, it's an interesting way to look at the kid's movie you've watched mm-hmm. for the dozenth time, the hundredth time. You're watching the same movie on I mean, repeat. If you think about it, Tiana and Naveen were lost in the bayou. And the DM brought a group of fireflies right. to take them to the right path. I mean, really. like, right, Think that, of it. You could do that. Exactly. You put your DM hat on and then it's just that, mm-hmm. that off the wall, out of the blue random set of NPCs that they may need to get through it, but it's... Mm-hmm. If yeah. you look at it, you can see... They come so- across a traveling group of dwarves, and they're like, oh, we're headed to the town of Bywater. Well, look, I wanted to go there, too. Well, it's this direction. Oh, okay. And they right. turn around, right? I mean, you exactly. could do that. That's so easy. And, and if you, said, you just watch it with your DM hat on and see this stuff yeah. as we go through. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add or want to talk about? No, I think I think we've we've touched on all, all right. the all the points. Well, that'll conclude our episode on the princess and the frog. Thank you for listening to Geek and Country's D20 Date Night Discussions. If you enjoyed what you heard, you can check us out on our website, geekandcountry.com. Please share and subscribe for more content. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter. The links are in the description. 